Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back to the American Airman Podcast after a two-week break. Didn't have the show last week. Had some other things going on. But, you know me, my name is Rick Riggin. Uh, on the show tonight, I'll just bring my guest in. You know him as Kenny Galloway. I mean, he's here with me every week, man. He's my boy. I'm so thankful that he does the show with me every week, man. Kenny, what's going on? Hey, not much, buddy. Thanks for having me on again. I love it. I love coming on each and every week I can. Oh, it's a blast, man. Uh what we'll get into tonight as I play this background loop, being a really smooth radio show host right now. We're going to get into The Walking Dead. Ratings declining a little bit. Uh, why is that? Is it because the show has been on for like seven years and the story is getting a little bit stale? Uh, I don't know. I mean, there's more stuff on TV anymore, but the ratings are going down. And also, we're going to talk about the, uh, the college football playoffs. Unless you've been uh, living under a rock, you know by now who's in and who's out. But uh, I'm one of those guys that's a firm believer. And uh, Penn State should be in. They, they should be in the, the, the top four. But we'll get into that. Uh, but with all that, the American Airman Podcast starts. And, of course, you can always reach the show at Radio Airman on Twitter, at Rick and underscore Rick. Uh, you can call the show live right now, 773-897-6327. Uh, if you don't catch us live, you can always download us on iTunes, Stitcher, Podcast Addict. Uh, there's a host of other ones. Tune in. Uh, show's been kind of reaching out here lately. Uh, so many podcast apps out there, and the show is showing up on that I can't keep track of it right now. So, Kenny, what do you think about all that? Hey, this is the number one show to me right here. <laughs> it's growing, man. I get a few more listeners every week, man. I'm thankful for each and every one of you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening live. Uh, also, uh, let, let's uh, thank the troops. Thank you, veterans, for everything you've done. It's the American Airman Podcast. I'm a veteran myself. Uh, my passion for sports and our military is the reason why I'm doing this show. So uh, just thank you. I know today is December 7th, man. It's the attack on Pearl Harbor, 75th anniversary. Uh, let's keep that in your thoughts. You know, I mean, that's one of the biggest things in, in our American history. That's what brought us into World War II. Of course, we're undefeated, undefeated in the World Wars. 
and that's all because of our uh, veterans, you know, from our past. And just thank you, uh, veterans and uh, soldiers serving currently. So with all that, I know I teased The Walking Dead, but I want to do college football first. Kenny, what do you think? The committee got it right and wrong in my mind about the four. Um, I, there's just there's just no good way about going about doing it. There, there's always going to be teams left out that are either right on the verge or we or, or know they should have been in no matter what. It's just it's just a crazy situation. The Alabama Washington game to me, unless Washington can prove to me that they can play with Bama, I mean I just I just don't see it happening. The Ohio State Clemson game actually does intrigue me, and I don't know why. For some reason, I've been bashing a little bit of Clemson all year long, but I think they are going to get by Ohio State and get to the national championship game. Yeah, that's actually really popular. I was listening to some of the uh, sports talk radio today about Clemson getting in and uh, actually having a chance to not only beat Ohio State but even beat Alabama. Beat Alabama. Uh, I, I think Dabble Sweeney can get his team together here in the playoff and play against these big teams. They show up in big games. Uh, and you're also right that about no matter who is selected, what what the top four teams are, who is in, nobody. There's always going to be somebody unhappy or a few teams unhappy. And, and you know, I'm a big believer it needs to be eight teams. So who the ninth team is isn't going to be happy. Uh, but I think the way everything played out this year is more reason why we need eight teams because you have Ohio State sitting there at three. And then down at number five, the first team out of the top four, you have Penn State. That is the team that beat Ohio State. Not only did they beat Ohio State, they also won the Big Ten Championship. I know they have two losses. One of them is to Michigan. But what does the – Kenny, what do you think the committee really looks at? Is it losses? Is it strength of schedule? Do they really worry about who a conference champion is? Because two losses against a schedule that Penn State played, and they beat the third-ranked team in the country – Currently, and I think when they beat them, Ohio State was actually ranked second. So, what do they really look for? It's it's crazy because Penn State, in my mind, they're they're right there. I mean, they could have been the number four instead of Washington. The only thing I can think of right now, I mean, yes, they have two losses, the one big loss to Michigan earlier in the season. But right now, Penn State's playing as well, if not just as good as anybody in the country, except for maybe take away Alabama. It, it, I mean. It's just no easy way to say it. I mean, Penn State, I think, deserves to be in there. But, I mean, then you take out Washington, and then they have a gripe, too, about, you know, how, how their season went. I mean, it's just it's just hard road no matter where you, where you look at it. Yeah, like I was saying at, at the uh, the top of the show, I do believe Penn State should be ahead of Washington. I think Penn State, Penn State, Penn State with the, uh, the two losses, Strength of schedule, I, I think, is a lot better than Washington. What is Washington's signature win? What, what is that? I couldn't even tell you. Um, I'm not even know offhand because I mean they're just they're like under the radar and, and they just fly under the radar and 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 then you know then they kind of end up sneaking in. Now they can they can change everybody's mind. I'm not saying they're going to beat Alabama. But they can change everybody's mind if they can actually give Alabama a tough game. Then everybody will you know well maybe Washington does deserve to be in there. What I will give Washington credit for is about halfway, about the midway point through the season, I actually got to see Washington play because their games didn't come on at like midnight here. And I watched them. And Jake Browning is a really good quarterback. I mean, he was 
at that time, one of the Heisman favorites behind Lamar Jackson. Uh, he's really good. The offense is explosive. And at that point, halfway through the season, I was like, you know what? I like to see this team against Alabama. I mean, you know, I said this during like week five, week six, week seven. But I like to see how they stack up against Alabama. But you know what? It, I, I'm bashing them a little bit now, wanting Penn State to be in, but I'm actually getting my wish at the same time. And maybe because I don't think Washington is the team late in the season like they were halfway, you know, at, at midway point of the season where you're dominating everybody. They do have the loss to Washington State, uh, which is mind-blowing to me. I know it, it's a rivalry game, uh, but that's a loss they shouldn't have had. And But I'm getting my wish with Washington versus Alabama. Uh, I, I think the key to Alabama is having an offense like Washington has, you know, the key to beating Alabama. But Alabama's defense is elite. Uh, you're going to have to score points in that defense. And you're going to have to play good defense. You don't have to play great defense against Alabama, but just good defense because I don't think Alabama's offense is really all that dominating. Uh, Jalen Hurts is an outstanding quarterback. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. He's a freshman. He's going to be a thorn in everybody's side, uh, side you know, the next two or three just, years or ha- however long he feels like staying in Alabama. They just don't make That's mistakes. Right. I mean, they just they just, they just look so smooth and fluid in everything they do. It's unreal. Florida got off a fast start last week in the SEC championship game with a touchdown on the first drive, and then Alabama's pretty much said, well, that's all you're going to get, and they just turned it on, and that game was over. That game was over. Yeah, but I, I think Washington's key right now needs to be is figure out how to score with that high-powered offense that you have on that elite defense. It's really, you know, the classic matchup of great offense versus great defense. This is what you get with Alabama and Washington right now. But is their defense good enough to slow down Alabama's uh, offense, which isn't really – I don't think it's dominating because everything rests on Jalen Hurts' shoulders. And if you could contain him, keep him from his uh, his big plays, man. He, every week you see him, he seems like he runs off a, a, a touchdown, like a 40-yard, 50-yard run, you know. If you could contain those big play, plays with Jalen Hurts, I actually think Alabama is in, in some trouble here. Uh, Kenny, what do you think? Uh, Washington has to play their game. I mean, they have to slow the tempo down. I know their offense is high power, but they have to slow the tempo down because Alabama can still get – they can get up and run with any team. They, they have to – and they cannot turn the ball over. I mean, that, I know that, that's just – that's you know, every team always says that, but this is a must. If they turn the ball over – I mean, we've seen what they've done all season. Alabama, you turn the ball over, they score. I mean, that's as simple as that. And then the game's usually over after that. They just have to play their own play. They have to pay, play at their own pace and, and just stay calm. And hopefully they're at the end and they can make some plays and win the game. Yeah, I mean, that, that's right. And it, it's going to have to be just uh, containing Jalen Hurts, slowing that all offense down, like you said, uh, control the pace, slowing down a little bit. Uh, I think they uh, might be a little bit distracted too, because now these college jobs like uh, you know UCF came open today, uh, Houston came open, you know last week or whatever, and Lane Kiffin is being uh, selected or his name pops up for each, each and every single one of these jobs. I don't know like what the uh, the distraction for Alabama would be because I think Nick Saban does a great job. He has total control over everything like that when it comes to Alabama. So maybe that you can keep that in the back of back of your mind too. Yeah, there could be some sort of a, a distraction with Lane Kiffin. And as good as Lane Kiffin's been for that program, um, 
I just think Alabama. Just, I mean, they're just so wired to be so good. I think they'll be fine no matter who you know who the who the offensive coordinator or who anybody is. Uh, it, as long as they got the head coach there, Nick Saban, he he's the key. I think they'll be fine no matter what. Yeah, but yeah, like we talked about the keys of the game, you know, Washington has to figure out with their high-powered offense how to score on that elite defense and then contain Alabama's offense, which isn't, to me anyway, all that dominating. They're, it's it's a good offense, but I don't think it's really all that impressive. And if Washington could play some pretty good defense, score some points on that elite defense, uh, I see Alabama being into trouble here. But we could talk about this all you want. But you see it every year with Alabama when they get to a game like this against a team like this, uh, they hold that team to one, maybe two scores. And they end up winning the game something like 47 to 10. You know how Alabama always wins their football game. It's crazy what Alabama yeah. does. Washington can't – they cannot – Washington cannot settle for just being there. They cannot be just happy for being there. They have to They have to take it and know in the back of their heads that we can compete with this team and we can beat them. Because if you come up with the attitude of just, oh, well, we made it, you know, we didn't have a good season, then Alabama will just destroy you. So, like it has the, all three years, the college football playoff now, the road to the national championship goes through Alabama. So, out of the uh, – these, you know, the three teams, two, three, and four, Clemson, Ohio State, and Washington, what team matches up with Alabama the best? It's probably, I want to say Ohio State, but I'm going to say Clemson, just because they have personnel that's been there. Um, they have players that have been in that stage before, and they know how to, you know, at least compete at that level in the national championship game. Ohio State is going to have a tough game with Clemson, um, but if they can get by Clemson, they could give Alabama some fits too. I mean, Alabama's or Ohio State's just athletic. I mean, they really are. But they're another team that can be up and down. So I mean, it's just hard to tell. But I think Clemson can give Alabama probably the best game in the national championship game. And you know what, Candy? Just the, the more you you uh, you talk about the way you describe it, you, you kind of got me on board board with you here. Like, I'm going with Clemson too. I think Clemson actually matches up with Alabama the best. Uh, I think you're right about what Clemson and Ohio State is, is going to want to be, basically. Uh, we've talked about Ohio State in the show a few times now, how really lackluster the offense is. Uh, you know, it, it, it's scary in a way, thinking about what they were last year to this year. And I know they played Michigan recently, and that game was a great game, not real high scoring. You know, it was great Michigan defense versus, uh, you know, I guess – poor offense by Michigan, you know, Ohio State's defense, because I think Michigan's offense is really average. Uh, I think Ohio State's defense is really average, and I think their offense is really average, and that's going to be a big problem against Clemson, who has a great offense. Uh, they've had strug- they've struggled at times throughout the year and winning these close games against teams they should have beat. They lost to Pitt. They should have beat Pitt. Uh, of course, th- with them, the key is to Sean Watson, uh, but I think yeah. Clemson's defense – is also key because I think Brent Venables is a top three, if not the best. He's a top three defensive coordinator in the country. And I think he's that defense for uh, Clemson and what Brent Venables is going to dial up is going to cause all kinds of problems for Ohio State. I agree. Uh, I mean, it, it, Dabble Smith is a great coach. I love him as a head coach. And like you said, Deshaun Watson, he hasn't had the greatest years. Even He didn't have as good as years he had last year. But he's been on this stage before, and he knows how to be a leader. And I think that's going to be a play key in that game. So the biggest attribute—I wouldn't say the biggest attribute—but one 
what Clemson has over Ohio State and Washington isn't really the offense defense. It's the fact that this is the second year in row that they've been there, and they know what to expect, and they know what they're going to get from Alabama. Uh, so I'm with you. I'm thinking it's the Alabama-Clemson national championship game again. Last year's game was great. Very high scoring. I think Bama ended up winning by a couple scores late, but the game was, I, I felt, was a lot closer than what the outcome was. But in that fourth quarter, you just kind of see Bama wore down Clemson a bit. Got got the win by a couple scores. I don't know if you can pull up the final score of that game. I think I'm right. I think it's maybe something like 10 points. You know, nothing too outstanding, but, you know, a couple scores, nine points, 10 points. And I'm with you, Kenny. Right, I, I think it's going to be Alabama and Clemson again. The three was about three, three and a half quarters last year in that national championship game, man. Clemson looked like they belonged there. And I think, like you said, I think they just got wore down. And you know that might play a factor this year. Is is if if they make it there again, they might be more better conditioned to stay in the game and you know and compete till the very last uh, very last snap of the ball. And what it comes down to, really, for Alabama's are depth. Like they can sub guys in and out. We've seen it for several years now. And they don't skip a beat. Depth is so great, and that's just something other teams haven't hasn't really caught up with. I think that's, that might be the one biggest factor that the teams across the country hasn't caught up with with the Alabama, and that's the depth that Alabama has because they have NFL talent or offensive lines, the defensive lines, and when they sub those guys out, guess who comes in? More NFL talent. So. It's like, Once we get it's like they the, got two starting teams. They got two starting teams. One that sits on the bench and then comes in, and one that actually starts. It's unreal. Right, they're twos. They're B squad. You know, could be stars everywhere else in the country. You know, it, it, it's crazy. What it, it's it's the depth is what Alabama has. Yeah, they keep their their O line and D lines up fresh all game long, and and we we see it. That ends up being like a a, a big deal because fresh O line and D line. Uh, pass rushing is uh, and run stopping is, is is what they do, and they do it with, with several different guys that switch in and out. And if you can keep the quarterback, uh, you know, safe like they have been with Jalen Hurts, and I, I'm surprised he hasn't been hurt yet, really, because if if he's hurt, they're really screwed. So he's been he, but, he's been one of the most efficient quarterbacks in Alabama's recent memory. Like you said, though, I mean, it, it's 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 scary because I mean he hasn't really been hit that hard all year long. If somebody can get to if somebody can get to the quarterback, you know that 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 you know that might be a game changer right there. I don't even know who their backup is because the real backup, the, the kid that started the first game of the year, transferred. Like he's not even on the team anymore. And uh, of course, we're here in Indiana. I mean, we we don't follow SEC teams all that closely, you know, to know who their backups are. But uh, I don't know who their backup is. So if something happens to Jalen Hurts in this Washington game or even early in the national title game, if Bama does get by Washington, which we pretty much think that they will, uh, they're going to be in a lot of trouble because I don't know who their backup is. And the, the, the one good thing Alabama might have, is, is it seems like every year they have like two 1,000-yard running backs every year. I don't know where they come from. I mean, they just, it's unreal. So, I mean, that, that, that might play another factor too right there because their run game could be able to be also. Yeah, and uh, you, you saw what they did in 2012 against Notre Dame. It was just, uh, we're going to take our old line and run the ball at the middle on you every time. And Notre Dame had nothing for that. And they take that and they, they use that all year long against everybody they play. And that just goes to, to show about, you know, what we was talking about with their, their depth that they have. They can just switch guys in and out. And NFL talent comes off the field. 
more NFL talent comes on the field, and they're just going to run the ball straight at you. But they're different this year with Jalen Hurts because he's a running-type quarterback. But I don't know if their backup is a dual-threat guy. I'm not sure on that one either. Uh, I, I, I read either Denier yesterday another quarterback goes in Alabama transfer too. I don't know if that was the same one, but that could be two quarterbacks transferred now. So we beat the playoffs to death. We, we've done it about every week on this show. Uh, Bama, Clemson, Ohio State, Washington is your top four. Uh, I do believe – I don't know Penn State is five, but I do believe Penn State should be four. We should have had our first two-loss team. You know, we talked about Wisconsin a couple weeks ago being in the top four, which they might have had a great – I don't know if they would have had a better chance than Penn State would have uh, if they would have won I, the Big Ten title or not. I think I think the big I think the uh, the committee kind of took the look at uh, Penn State's big Michigan loss earlier in the season. I think that's probably the black eye that kept them out of the playoffs. I think you're right. And then the other thing, you know, about the committee, I I think they really look at who matches up with Alabama the best. I think they kind of go at it with the approach of kind of how we're talking about right now. You know, with two, three, and four, Clemson, Ohio State, and Washington, who matches up with Alabama? Who who? matches up with Bama the best. And I think that's the way the committee kind of looks at this. I agree. I mean, as good a season as Penn State has had, if they would have slipped into that number four slot, I just don't think they could have even stayed with Alabama. I think Washington would probably give them a better game than Penn State would have if they would have got in. Yeah, thank you right there. And I think that's the reason why Washington is in. Uh, that offense and the committee's eyes looks really sexy, and they want to see that offense against Bama's defense. So, you know, I'm start, anxious. I'll start yeah, I want to see that, see that Penn State USC game to see how how that plays out. If Penn State can stay with USC, because USC is back to being high powered in the league now too. It seems like <laughs> they look damn good. Uh, I wish they would have had three losses. I wish they would have had two losses and see where they put what the committee puts USC because. They're at nine with three losses. Where will they be with two losses? Yeah. And, and how that and how they've looked, you know, recently. That could have been a clog in the whole system here. You know, even USC was one loss, but Washington they've was still winning win, win the Pac-12. I mean, what would the committee do they, then? You know, that's one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't things right there. Could, I mean, there's just there's so many teams that if they could have just performed at the very beginning of the season, like they did at the end of the season, that they could have snuck in there too. But I mean, you just you just gotta play you gotta play the games out. I mean, you gotta be consistent all year long. All right. So like I said, we beat college football to death. Kenny, I wish I had some commercials so we can do a segment, commercial break, go into another segment instead of me going through a smooth transition like I'm getting ready to go go <laughs> into right now from a college football <laughs> to The Walking Dead. Kenny, I know I talked to you a little earlier. You said you weren't all the way caught up, but you could read some cliff notes on like the past episode or last two episodes, so uh, here's my thing with The Walking Dead. If anybody's listening, please call in, and you can yell at me, disagree, or agree with me at 773-897-6327. But I think The Walking Dead is actually dying, and we said at the top of the show that the ratings are kind of going down, and I don't know if that's just, you know, the show has, because it's had the run that it's had uh, for seven years, and nothing so far has been close to that season, the, the season premiere where they killed off Abraham and Glenn. Uh, nothing's been close to that. Maybe that's the reason why ratings have gone down. If they're comparing ratings from that show until now, 
then hell yeah, they're going down because that was awesome. But my problem right now with The Walking Dead, since that episode, they've had one other good episode. And it wasn't a great episode, but it was good when they introduced introduced uh, King Ezekiel and that whole episode with Carol and uh, Morgan uh, going to the kingdom. But since then, it's been just a bunch of sideways stuff. It's just these uh, kind of the, not the main cast, the main characters, but some of these B, B characters, I guess, that aren't at Alexandria. They're out doing their thing, coming across different communities. And these shows, for me anyway, do nothing to advance the story. Like, I don't really care. You know, uh, Kenny, what are your thoughts? You can agree with me. You can disagree with me. Uh, no, I, I agree. It's got to the point to where people, the only, only reason people don't watch anymore is when somebody, like a main character, gets killed off or, you know, or something like that. It's like they don't, you know, it's it, it's like um, they almost they almost want the ending to the show every 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 week because, I mean, that's, Nobody cares about the side, you know, the side stories. I mean, they they beat everything to death so far. There's really, you know, there's really not much more you can advance other than just, you know, the walkers and and the people that are captured. Everybody wants to see something highlight every week, and they, they just don't deliver anymore. Yeah, and and uh, last season was the exact same way. Uh, all they did all season long to keep people interested in watching all these side stories is they kept teasing Negan and they kept teasing the saviors and. Uh, you never saw that until the very last episode at the very end, the whole intense scene where Negan comes out of the RV and all the main cast are there on your, on their knees. And, you know, that was, that was really cool. But the way it, for me anyway, the, the way the show has gone now, every season, there's only four episodes you need to watch the season premiere, the mid season finale, the mid season premiere, when it comes back after, you know, the winter break, and then the very last episode of that season. That's the only four you need to watch. Uh, you can just get on Twitter and, and read about the stuff you really didn't miss uh, for every other episode. But those are the only four episodes you really need to watch. You're exactly right. I mean, that's 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 the main plot points. All the other stuff is just fill in. You know, it's just it's just getting that way. There's only like a few a few scenes here and there during the, during the middle of the seasons that people care about. And then like the important episodes, like you said, are right at the very end and the very beginning. Uh, you know, at, at some point, all this side stuff will like come together, you know, so people can argue, you know, well, you got to watch all this other extra stuff because it's all going to come together and won't make any sense if you just don't watch it. Uh, you know, cause I, I know in the comic and, they don't really follow the comic all that y'all that much, you know. Some things, yeah. Some of the characters, yes, but they don't really follow the storyline the comic does. But King Ezekiel is a friend of Rick, becomes a friend of Rick, and and so Alexandria and, and the kingdom are going to come together. Uh, they already work with, with you know Jesus, and uh, I can't think of the, the leader of the hilltop. All right, uh, at some point the uh, the community, and I don't. Know if you saw this because you said you're a little, you're behind an episode or, or so, uh, but two weeks ago Tara was out, uh, and I can't think of the actor's name or the character he plays, but he played Dre on uh, Straight Outta Compton. Uh, that's who okay. she was out. What are you with. talking about? Yeah, and she came across a uh, another community and is all just females because all the males were killed off by the saviors, so. 
that community's out there. It's a mysterious community. Uh, you got the kingdom, you got the hilltop, then you got Alexandria, and then you got the saviors, and all these communities that at some point down the road are all going to come to a head. So the argument would be, well, you have to watch all this to know who these people are and what community they're from and what they really do and how Negan affected that community, and that's why they are like this and all that. But it, it just makes for boring episodes every week. I feel like I have to carve out an hour to an hour and a half every Sunday night to watch a whole bunch of nothing because nothing happens. Like literally nothing happens. So that's really my big problem with The Walking Dead right now. The one, the one thing is, Negan's made it cool to actually root for the bad guys again. Though it's just something about his aura. I mean, he's just so he's so you know he's so calm about everything, and he's such an ass. I mean, it's just he it's it's kind of it's like a pro wrestling. It's like cool to root for the bad guys again. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I really do. Uh, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan is, is perfect, uh, great, and outstanding. He's perfect for Negan. Uh, the character is awesome. Uh, me and my friends, and you probably did too. Uh, we quote two different styles of Negan. We do the show stuff, you know, the actual Walking Dead. We we, we use his quotes and how we talk to each other, and then we do the do the uh, Dave Chappelle from Saturday Night Live, you know, where he did that little sketch of of Negan. They had the uh, the whole uh, his characters from the Chappelle Show, and we'll do that. We'll do those quotes, you know. But yeah, Negan is a he's awesome. Uh, I don't know if it brought life back to the show that it really needs at this point. I think Negan is, is there maybe two seasons too late. He should have been, I don't know, too late, too strong, but he should have been there like two seasons ago. And Negan and, and the governor, maybe, because Negan's really the governor on steroids. Uh, but that would have been great. I think Negan is here like two 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 seasons too late. I agree. I mean, he, he brings brutality again to like the, to the whole episodes that he's in. And, and it's, like you said, it, I don't think it's a savior for the show. But, I mean, people still tune in no matter what. Even the ratings are down, but people there's still millions and millions of people who do watch. And here's the other thing about Negan. And uh, if you're listening live now, uh, definitely call in, agree or disagree, 773-897-6327. Also, reach out on Twitter, at Radio Airman or at Reagan underscore Rick. But uh, hang on a second. Yeah, dang, I had to mute the mic on that one, too. I did that a couple weeks ago. I had to burp. <laughs> <laughs> wow, man, you know, I'm not used to long sentences and so much talking, you know, air build up, I guess. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway, here's the thing about Negan. It's uh, Here's something I noticed, and after I say this, if you notice it after, please uh, reach out to the Twitter handles I just mentioned, at Riggin underscore Rick, at Radio Airman. But every time Negan says something smart-ass, or even just almost every time he talks, he does this lean-back thing. He just he leans back and then leans back forward and make his point and everything. And he does it so much every episode to the point where it's annoying. And if you're getting annoyed by it, if you notice it, uh, if you don't notice it now, but you notice it after you just heard me say that, uh, definitely reach out and say, yeah, I, thanks, asshole. For ruining Negan for me for watching his lean back every time he says something. I didn't even notice it until you said exactly. anything, but definitely reach out. That, that, it, it annoys he, me. He has his own mannerisms. You're definitely right about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think The Walking Dead is on the downward slope. 
I think within the next season or two, they need to end the show one way or the other. Uh, I, I don't think there's a magical cure. They're going to find out what's causing the virus, and there's going to be a cure. Uh, I don't think there's going to be a happy ending. I, I don't think anybody thinks that. Uh, I was also reading some of the theories that are funny about how the virus started, and one of them is it's an alien vi- virus. So <laughs> what do you think about that, Kenny? The, the, the conspiracy theories are always fun. I, I get on those boards sometimes, just watch them and, and, and read them, and, and just just nitpick it. It's, <laughs> it's just a fan theory. I don't think there's anything to it. I don't, I, you know, I, I really don't even think at the end of the show they're ever going to reveal exactly how everything started anyway. So it's always going to be up in the air. Well, if you watch Fear the Walking Dead and those listening or down, you know, catch this on download or whatever, uh, listen. If you watch Fear the Walking Dead, uh, Travis on the show said that nature finds a way or nature, you know, it's something along those lines of, of filtering things and which makes sense for one, because polar ice caps are melting is the conspiracy theory. Planets heating up. Mother Nature is reacting to this by killing us off so she can replenish herself. And even Herschel said something about this. You know, nature ha- finds its own way. And uh, it, it's a nature-born virus to kill us off because you see now in The Walking Dead, everything's looking more and more green. Everything's growing. You know, <laughs> everything is uh, – roads are starting to be grass-covered. You know, so that's one theory. Uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, and that's interesting. I mean, because that, that sort of reminds me of that horror movie that Mark Wahlberg did, the really bad horror movie called The Happening, where all the trees and stuff were giving off a virus and making everybody kill themselves so everybody could start over. I mean, you know, that that theory is just as good as any of them, but, you know, it's it just, there's so much stuff out there you can just never tell anymore. Uh, I think my favorite one is that it's an alien virus. Uh, aliens are trying to kill us off for natural resources, but uh, they don't want to go to war because that will actually hurt our planet for the resources they want. So they put a virus in our water or our air, and that's how everybody's infected. Uh, but it's an alien virus, so uh, they don't have to kill us. You know, They don't have to go to war with us and hurt the resources that they're wanting. Yeah, we'll kill ourselves off pretty much. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that's I don't know what's going to take. There. I mean, that's... <laughs> Somebody said, I don't know if I read this or somebody said to me, but the alien virus is really the original idea for the comic book. But when they pitched the idea for the TV show eight, nine years ago, however long before they actually started making the show, uh, they were like, no, get rid of that idea. Get rid of the aliens. That's not going to work. That's dumb. But... Uh, you know, somebody can, you know, on the Twitter handles or just call in right now, 773-897-6327. That's a little more familiar with that can come in and straighten me out. But originally the comic mm-hmm. book. Go ahead. And since, I mean, since they really never said on the show, you know, exactly how it started. It's open-ended. So anybody can, it's open interpretation. Anybody can have their own theories, you know, and, and just come up with whatever they want. 
Yeah, I think the alien thing is funny. Uh, If it gets to the end of this show, it's like they find out it's an alien virus. I'm going to feel like I've wasted seven or eight years of my life watching this show. That's goofy. (laughs) But at the same time, it's it's really funny. It's an interesting theory. Uh, If it's an alien invasion and aliens wanted, that's how they wanted to uh, kill us off to protect the resources they want. That makes sense. So. Yeah, that, yeah, that's. I mean, that's actually not that. You know, that actually sounds like you know a probability. That's actually not that bad of a theory. Yep, kill, stop going to war. You know, they're far more advanced. You know, they can come from thousands of light years away, and they invented wormholes and everything else to get here. You know, very quickly. But uh, <laughs> that's a smart alien guess. race right there. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know what needs to happen with the uh, the series, The Walking Dead. Uh, I'm still a very huge fan. Uh, I'm going to watch you every week. I have a radio show, the podcast, to voice my displeasure of just how boring the show has got after that very first episode. If they can come with come up with episodes as half as entertaining as that first episode of this season, uh, man, radio's to go back up because people fall in love with the oh. show uh, again. I, I, I get the feeling, you know, a lot of people are just starting to get turned off to to the to the walking dead. I'm just sitting here trying to think of, you know, what, what, what kind of, what, what could they actually do during the mid seasons that, you know, to, to pop some life back in the show. But I mean, they've already almost beat everything to death, you know, walkers, 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 and another faction. I really don't know what they could do to re, you know, revive the excitement about even like the, during the mid season. Yeah. You know, and, and the show is really not about the walkers anymore. You know, it's just about the other people, other communities, uh, Whereby's got to do to uh, do to survive. The walkers are still a part of the show. When was the last time a walker actually killed somebody? Probably last season. It might have happened this season quickly, but you just don't think about it because you know. I don't know the last time a walker. Yeah, I I don't know exactly the last time a walker walked up on somebody and was actually able to overtake them. On their own, under their own power, and kill them. You know, I mean, like, they, they under, up, like the Walkers giving up on the show too. I can't catch nobody else. Like, more than. And you would think, you know, with people dying and the Walkers out there, not much of a food, no food source, you know, no humans going around, that they should just be dying off themselves. They should just be yeah. dwindling down to nothing and possibly dying off. I mean, we haven't seen that yet, but I. I just wonder when the last time that happened, when somebody on the show was actually killed straight up by, by a walker without no no human interference, no throwing somebody in a pit full of walkers and that happening, but just one-on-one combat out in the middle of the woods somewhere like like we used to see on the show. When was the last time somebody was actually bit by a walker? That's a good question, it's, I guess. I'll put that on Twitter. It's rare. Yeah, it's rare because I can't, I can't really think of one myself. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know that you can't keep going off and killing off main, going and killing main characters off like they did in that first season or the first episode of this season. So I don't know what they have to do to turn it around. Uh, maybe all these communities need to get together and have a big war. Uh, I think that's where it's going anyway. Uh, everybody's pissed at the, at the savior because so, they keep taking everybody's stuff. That's what it's going to end up as. I don't know what the uh, – Mid-season finale is going to be like. Uh, hopefully, it, it's very exciting. It, it, of course, it's going to end on a big 
big cliffhanger like usual. That's the Walking Dead style. So, uh, I don't know. I, I, I just think the show is very bland right now. So, but like you know, like you said, they do just enough in those important episodes to keep you hanging around, to keep you wanting to see, no matter how boring, you know, how bad the mid-season is or whatever. They do just enough in those in those important episodes to keep you around. Yeah, and, and I think they know that people like us have put seven years into the show, so we just can't exactly stop watching it like we have to do. Yeah. So they could just they could put whatever they want to on there, but. I just know Walking Dead directors and producers and everybody in charge that the show's gotten really boring. So I know you're not ever going to find my little my little podcast to hear that or really, but I'm really saying this to you. It's a stern look on my face. You know, it's got really boring. Something needs to happen. So, uh, you know, maybe Kenny, maybe there's maybe there's, there, maybe there's a lot of excitement around the corner we don't know of yet, and it's just going to burst out. But like you said, right now it's bland, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so Kenny, we'll just leave the show here. How's that sound? Uh, sounds good to me, buddy. So college football, fourteen playoff needs to be eight teams, but uh, every time people talk about a fourteen playoff on our show, or on the podcast, like we do, and it creates this much buzz, they'll never move away from a fourteen playoff. And The Walking Dead needs to, uh, I don't know, ramp it up. Be ramp like it, it was, yeah, ramp it up. Be like it was in the first few couple seasons. Two or three seasons, you know, ramp, yeah, ramp it up. Kenny, thank you again for coming on. Hey, no problem, buddy. Anytime. Catch you next week, and I think the way it's going to work out is might be a, a Tuesday show next week instead. And Kenny's gone right in the middle of my flow when I was talking to him. Well, anyway, I'll tell him later. Next week, uh, be looking on Twitter here in the coming days at Rick and underscore Rick at Radio Airman. Uh, for show information next week. I think it's going to be a Tuesday night show instead of Wednesday. I got some stuff going on next week, so I want to kick the uh, the podcast up a day or something like that. But thank you for listening. Uh, if you downloaded iTunes, caught the show on Stitcher, TuneIn, Podcast Addict, or even went to uh, blogtalkradio.com backslash American Airmen, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, thank you, veterans. Uh, you can also check out the show, facebook.com backslash Radio Airman. Uh, I need to get that Facebook plug out there at the uh, very beginning of the show because I just need to do that. So <laughs> I don't know where I was going with that. Hey, but thank you for listening. See you next week, Tuesday night, probably, maybe. Thanks. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.